You know, I was raised to feel that service, activism, is the rent you pay for life. Hello, and welcome to the Shiftmakers podcast, where we share the collective wisdom some of our greatest minds have to offer. I am your host, Marianne Schnall, a writer and journalist. Over the years, I've had the incredible honor of interviewing a variety of remarkable changemakers, and it is my pleasure to share some of these recordings with you for this podcast. Welcome to Shiftmakers. Many of my interviews are with those considered to be, quote, celebrities, but who are also impactful activists creating monumental change in the world. For some, their fame came from their creative endeavors, others a passionate, lifelong commitment to causes and campaigns deeply personal to them. What I find interesting and wanted to share in this episode was the commonalities among their stories. Of starting small to later achieve far-reaching results— how they feel they personally gain so much by giving back, and the incredible promise they see in young activists today. This topic of creating a better world feels especially important right now as people across the globe face so many serious challenges from a global pandemic, the urgent climate crisis, and the many forms of intolerance, violence, war, and inequity around the world. My hope is that this episode offers some light when things can feel dark, some encouragement to continue to strive for change, and the inevitability of good when we all come together. We began with activist and actress Jane Fonda, and now singer-songwriter Dolly Parton, founder of the Imagination Library. When you work in, in your charity work, I think as a celebrity, when you get in a position to help, you should, but you should also actually Invest in things that are personal to you that you can be passionate about. Ethologist and environmentalist Dr. Jane Goodall. Quite honestly, if you read the newspapers or watch the news, there's an awful lot of really bad things happening. But instead of just feeling helpless and hopeless, which is what happens, say, well, I'm here and now in this place. There's a dirty stream I can get together with my friends. We can clean that stream up. And then the water that goes into the river will be clean. And then, well, yes, and I know there's other groups cleaning other streams. That river is going to get cleaner and cleaner. Activist and author Gloria Steinem. The most effective means we have is to talk to each other in groups. Mm-hmm. Human beings are communal. If, if I could have one uh, structural wish for the women's movement, it would be that we have a kind of Alcoholics Anonymous uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) group structure all over the world so that wherever you go in a different village or town, you can find the feminist equivalent of an AA group Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. to go to once a week and to get some support and and some help uh, with seeing the, the politics of what's happening to us. Activist and author Anita Hill. Take the tools and the skills and the resources of of every kind that you have, and go out, find something that you know is not fair, is not just, confront it in your own way, and make it your job to make change. Activist, educator, and author, Brittany Packnett Cunningham. That there are organizations in your community that are addressing the very issues that you care most about. It might be voter suppression, it might be Um, It might be racial injustice, it might be gendered violence, it might be LGBTQ issues, and making sure that you are resourcing your local organizations with your time, talent, and treasure makes 
all the difference in the world, whether it is the place that you are from or the place where you live, you really have to be grounded locally as you look nationally. Actress and activist Natalie Portman. I mean, the internet's like the luckiest thing. Like, we have everything at our fingertips right now. You can easily do a search about volunteering locally or... I just learned about this thing in New York that is called New York Cares, where you can, like, volunteer for a certain day in a certain field, and they'll match you up with an organization that wants you. I think the opportunities are all over the place around your corner. Actress, author, and longtime advocate for the Worldwide Orphans Foundation, Amy Poehler. Most things, they have to feel personal in a way, you know, or else they just feel giant. Mm -hmm. And the orphan crisis, right, that feels like uh, an ocean, feels like how do we even you know and then like any uh any social cause you just meet some people who are doing some things and you realize ah these 40 children are different than they were a year ago and these Mm -hmm. 250 will be different if I do this fundraiser and then oh maybe by the year's end you know 1800 children will have this and it suddenly becomes a real thing and not just this giant uh idea that you wish could get better oceanographer and conservationist, Sylvia Earle. If you think there's nothing you can do to make a difference, get over it. (laughs) Because think about who ever in history has made a difference. You can pull back the, how do we have computers? How do we have cars? How do we have books? How do we have an alphabet? How do we have numbers? Again, Brittany Packnett Cunningham. Full pandemics of systemic racism and coronavirus are pushing people to realize that just because this is the way things are does not mean this is the way things need to be. And people are taking power in their own hands to create the world that they want. Again, Anita Hill. What's the importance of what it is you're trying to achieve? People like Rosa Parks Mm -hmm. and Ada Lois Scipio Fisher, who as a 20-year-old sued to integrate the University of Oklahoma College of Law. In the case of both those women, what they were looking at was not the consequences of doing a thing uh, as much as the consequences of not doing it. Season 2 of Shift Makers was brought to you by the Shift Network. Shift offers courses, programs, and workshops to unlock your full potential through transformative education and media with like-minded allies who are called to create a better world. Visit theshiftnetwork.com to learn more about their online courses, summits, and events. As I mentioned above, so many of my notable guests admit that the genesis of their activism began with a personal need for greater fulfillment. Again, Jane Fonda. It starts in a very selfish way. And so, you know, there I am in Hollywood working away and I've got a job and I'm doing red carpets and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, why? You can, you can feel really odd as you go to bed at night at the end of a day of that stuff. And you think, well, what's the point of my life? And then when I leave that to go and be with other activists... I feel reborn. Why have celebrity then, unless it's going to be used for something good? Again, Amy Poehler. I I think there's nothing wrong with giving your time and energy and money for very selfish reasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, if it makes you feel good, great. You know, if it, you know, I, I say in the book that we should just say that, like, if you give money to charity, like your ass gets tighter. We should just say that. We should just say, like. 
doctors have shown, like, <laughs> you, if you, um, you know, give $10 to this thing, like, your skin is better. Isn't that weird? And everyone's like, well, okay. I often reference this quote from Natalie Portman when doing interviews and speaking, highlighting the irony that activism is misbranded as something you do for someone or something else, but in actuality, it always rewards the activists on a deep personal level as well. I mean, you sit down and you really talk to people, and um, it's just this incredible opportunity. I mean, sometimes I feel like it's more for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I mean, I'm not really helping them in anywhere near as much as they're helping me, you know? Jane Fonda. My experience is when I start flexing my activist muscles, I start to do something that I that is bigger than me, that is helping a bad situation. I tend to not be depressed anymore. I tend to feel empowered. So my advice is always do something to help. Film producer and philanthropist Abigail Disney. If your version of peace doesn't involve the active disassembling of structures of oppression, mm-hmm. then that's not peace. That's that's just pacifism. Passive with a V. It, my vision of peace is that you're spending your life actively disassembling the barriers to people living just, fairer, and fulfilled lives. And in the process, this is what I've learned, and I'm, I'm almost 60 now, so I can get to start saying old lady wise things. Um, in the process, that's where you find peace. That's where you find fulfillment. It's the work that is the object, because in it, I have made every friendship Every relationship, I've found everything that was important for me to know and done everything that was important for me to do. It was the work that was peace. So the what, the how is the what. And again, Dolly Parton. And I just try to keep a good positive attitude. You can't change everything, but you can change some things. And by changing some things, it might change it enough to where it's bearable. Or you might, you know, can do something to lift somebody else's burden. Even when yours are too hard to carry, if you try to help somebody with theirs, yours don't seem as bad, I think. As we come to a close, I wanted to highlight stories of belief in youth, the next generation, for a greater change. As my regular listeners will know, many of my books and initiatives were inspired by my daughters. Their unique views of the world have revealed to me many topics I wanted to explore as a journalist, like What Will It Take to Make a Woman President, my second book. Here are four perspectives woven together about the power of young people, from Jane Goodall, Dolly Parton, Sylvia Earle, and Jane Fonda, respectively. You know, my, I think my greatest hope, really, lies with youth. I really think it's important to get books in the hands of as many children as we can. There's a, a little girl, a young woman in Texas, who was disgusted by the trash on the beaches. She started picking up the trash. She didn't ask anybody. She didn't join an organization. She just did what she felt. She just couldn't let it sit there. Mm-hmm. I was with this young 17-year-old Ugandan girl, Vanessa, who is, she's raising money to, to put solar panels and solar stoves in schools so they don't need to chop down all the wood and they'll have some heat in the school. Well, I started this program, Roots and Shoots, back in 1991 in Tanzania with 12 high school students. And I started the Imagination Library because of my own family. A lot of my own relatives didn't get a chance to go to school. People around her saw her picking it up and they started picking it up too. And then pretty soon, it got to be a thing around the world. Other people, individuals, saw there was a problem and decided they'd do what they can to fix it, one plastic thing at a time. 
the governor, he loved the program and he took it and put it all over Tennessee. Then we went all over the United States, into Canada. Now we're all over the world and we're, up, we're heading toward giving away 100 million books. That program is now in 65 countries. It's got hundreds of thousands of, of members from kindergarten through university. We listen to them, their ideas, their voices, and they're changing the world. As we speak, they're changing the world. I have had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Jane Goodall twice. The interview you previously heard was my 2020 conversation. But in my 2010 interview with Jane, her words on hope stuck with me. Quote, If we all give up hope and do nothing, well then indeed there is no hope. It will be helped by all of us, every one of us, taking action of some sort. One of us makes an impact on the world every day. And so it's helping individuals to understand that so they may feel their small actions don't make a difference, which if it was just them, it'd be right, probably. But it's not just them, and cumulatively, our small decisions, choices, actions make a very big difference. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will join us again. Shiftmakers was created by Marian Schnall, and season two was developed by Joy Donnell. Story producer and editor A. Kirsten, research assistant Angela Joshi. Some audio mixing by Timothy Dixon. Special thanks to Emiliano Lamon. For more information about this podcast or our host, Marianne Schnall, please visit marianneschnall.com.